Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Hey, it's Harlan Williams here. You are rolling down the Harland Highway with me, Harlan Williams. That's right, it's me. It's me. Who is this, Harlan Williams? It's me. Um, great to have you here, everybody. Uh, great show today, as always. Isn't it always great? No. Yes. No. Yes. Shut up. Um, today we are uh, going to be talking about a very kind of disturbing story. Um, you ever heard the term grave robber? Yeah, you wouldn't think that grave robbing went on in in modern life, but wait till you hear this story about this creepy grave robber. Um, it's just gonna kind of make your skin crawl. It's so gross. Um, also, we're gonna be talking about uh, earthquakes, man. There's been a lot of earthquakes happening lately, and I'm I'm getting worried. I, I have a theory that. Something's going on. I'm going to be talking about that because um, it, it's just just been happening too much. And then also later in the show, we're going to dip into the uh, the pavement pounder mailbag. You guys have been sending me some great letters to the uh, the website harlemwilliams.com. So we're going to read your letters and hear what you have to say. It's all happening today, right here on the Harlan Highway. <laughs> Just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Try to thought for some mountain thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing Well, I don't want to take away from the cheery music and the cheery vibe, but, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of a concern happening here from Grand Central Station here at the Harland Highway. Uh, have, has anyone else noticed this? That there have been a hell of a lot of earthquakes lately? Yeah, like usually there's a few a year. They're scattered all over the world. Uh, there's been like there's been like uh, 20 in the last, like, uh, I, I don't know how long. Um, it's It's kind of scary. Like within the last few, uh, you know, weeks, maybe months, there, there's been a, a heck of a lot of of back to back earthquakes. A lot of them on the on the west coast of North America, but they've they've had them all over the world. And uh, I've been kind of keeping my eye on it, and I'm thinking, is is something up? Is, is this like a precursor to something bigger? Like, there's always, like, earthquakes every year, but I, I haven't seen them or heard about them this much. I mean, it's it's a little nerve-wracking. I, I get the feeling something's brewing. They indicate another pre-shock, probably before noon today. And if it happened, then the big one follows in 48 hours. And you gotta, you got to think about it. When you think about the, the history, the evolution of planet Earth... Um, if you go back and look, you know, billions of years ago, everything was just one big giant continent, you know? 
a lot of these these land masses that we know as countries these days were just all lumped together. And over the course of time, they've moved. They've physically moved and separated and shifted. The city of Los Angeles and its millions of people living, loving, planning, fighting until nature's most violent upheaval forces them to battle and claw for life itself. But when you look at the old maps of the Earth, it, it's not they shifted a little bit. I mean, these things literally, like, moved hundreds and thousands of miles. They, 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 they broke apart. They, they swung downwards. They swung upwards. They, they drifted across the sea. They snapped in the middle, yada, yada, yada. I mean, there was a lot of geographical movement going on. And you got to think, you know, as long as I've been alive, and a lot, as long as my parents and my grandparents have been alive, you know, the, the, the geography of the world has looked pretty much the same. There might be a few new little blotches in the oceans that the, uh, you know, the volcanoes have created. But I don't think there's been any monumental shifting of the continents or the earth or anything like that. So you have to figure if if the Earth went through all those shifts, those massive shifts over the centuries, then you've got to figure the Earth is still moving around. And and you you got to think, man, if if we get knocked on our asses by a little tiny earthquake like a you know, uh, a uh, 7.9 or whatever, which is big on the earthquake scale, but at the end of the day is just a little a little shake, really. Can you imagine the violent uh, disruptions that happened when, when continents were shifting and moving apart? So you got to figure at some point in time, the earth is constantly probably moving and shifting and Maybe now's the time. Maybe it's been sitting still for a couple of centuries. Maybe 10,000 years. Maybe uh, 20,000 years. Who knows? And maybe the Earth's starting to go, it's time. It's time to move again. It's time to, it's time to get rambling. It's kind of like us humans, right? We live in a house or an apartment for a little while. And are like, ah, it's a nice house, but I'm getting antsy. I want to move. And you got to think maybe good old Mother Earth is, is still moving stuff. And and when there's a big move, like when there's one of those big shifts where, like, Africa decides to put it into fourth gear and motor across and, and uh, spoon with South America, because they look like they'd fit, though, the curvature, the... The shape of Africa and the shape of South America, they're right across from each other. They're like... They're like an angry couple. The, the 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 girls laying on one side of the bed and the the guys on the other. And they haven't been talking and finally they realize it's getting cold here in the night and I'm getting lonely. So I'm going to I'm going to slowly slide over and start spooning. So what if what if that happens? What if that happens with other countries? What if what if Greenland decides, you know, it's getting cold up here? I think I'm just going to slide on into Arkansas. I'll cut down the Hudson Bay in Canada. 
I'll uh, take a left turn at Niagara Falls, worm my way around Rochester, slide right over Toledo, crunch right into the middle of uh, the United States of America. Hello, Greenland. <laughs> I mean, at what point do the, does, did all the countries start to get squirrely and decide to move again? I don't know, man. That's what that's what I'm saying. I'm worried about all these these, these earthquakes one after the other lately. Fear and panic. Heroism and cowardice. Sadism and self-sacrifice. Hysteria and mass emotion that will surround and engulf you completely and make you feel you are there. Is the giant starting to wake up and wanting to walk around and stretch? I don't know. Stay tuned, man. Earthquake Central. Let's see what happens here on good old restless planet Earth. Who is this? My mother is dead. All right. And speaking of dead, this is this is a nutty story. Are you ready for this one? Okay, this is unforgivable. Check out this headline. Police catch a woman who swiped a stuffed duck from an Ohio boy's grave. Are you kidding me? An Ohio woman was charged with stealing a stuffed duck from a 14-month-old boy's grave after police released surveillance video of the theft. What the hell is that? You, you know, you could probably buy a box of stuffed ducks at the buck store. You got to be some kind of real weirdo with a death fetish or something to be sneaking into graveyards and robbing the the graves of little kids. Here's this uh, here's this woman, Frida K. Shade. Her last name's Shade. She's shady, all right. Fifty four years old. And they have a picture of her. And she's she's just what you'd expect, okay? Kind of a big overweight woman, white woman, the fat rolly arms, the the big uh, the big boobs and the gut, the oversized jeans with the big round area up front, like her wombs covered up in denim, the the short crazy red hair, the sunglasses looks looks like your type of typical white trash like. Fat trailer chick, right? And she plans to plead not guilty to the misdemeanor charge, though she admits taking the animal left on the kid's burial plot for Easter. Okay? Now, this this lady's lawyer says their sympathy goes out to the deceased child and the family. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. But uh, it's crazy. I mean, what, what, what's going on in a person's mind? How many of you listening have ever thought, you know, where do I get a stuffed duck? Where? Oh, wait a minute. The graveyard. How many of you have wandered into a graveyard and taken anything? So Shade told the investigators um, that uh, she saw a loose dog at the cemetery. And she feared it was going to destroy the duck. 
So that was her that was her big phony excuse. She told the cops, "Oh yeah, there was like a dog running around and she didn't want the duck to get ripped up by the dog." First of all, who cares? You know, if a dog does it, it's kind of innocent and uh I don't know why I don't I don't think I've ever seen a dog in a cemetery, although that's probably the smartest place for a dog to go because there's a lot of bones there, boys. I know you dogs like to dig up bones. That's probably the number one spot. Now that I think of it, why aren't there millions of dogs in the cemetery? Good Lord, that there's buried bones there. That's a dog's favorite treat. That's a, the cemetery is like a golden corral bone buffet for dogs. You get dogs that run away. They wander in the streets. They hide in a back alley. They burrow under a, under a porch. Someone starts selling tickets to the graveyard to the dogs. So anyways, this, this uh, cheese bag lady says she, she saw a dog. So out of the goodness of her heart, she goes and gets the dock. Although the cops say there was no dog ever seen on the surveillance video. And the, the, the police also go on to say that the duck wasn't the first sentimental item that was stolen from the graveyard. So the cops installed the surveillance camera after the parents of the little kid reported that someone was regularly taking the toys and lights they left on the grave. So either this chick doesn't like this dead kid, who I don't think she even knew, or she's just a freak. So uh, last Saturday, four to five hours after the, uh, the the young boy's parents decorated the grave, the camera recorded a woman casually picking up the large yellow duck, look around, and walk away. So the cops released the video, and tips about the woman's identity poured in. Now uh, the cops released the video on their Facebook page. And the duck was found the next morning near the cemetery. So what happened? Shade, not Charday. I don't think the singer, the jazz uh, singer Charday, is walking around. I'm a smooth operator. Ooh, there's a duck. Diamond life. Ooh, there's a little stuffed teddy bear. No, it's not Charday. Coast to coast, L.A. to Chicago. Ooh, there's a plastic bunny. Why am I quacking after every animal? So anyway, Charday or Shade turned herself in to the cops. And the parents said, I'm glad she's been caught. Adding that she does not buy the dog explanation that Shade gave the cops. I don't think any of us do. The parents said, I think it's all a bunch of bullcrap. She said the family has been decorating their child's grave since the little boy, a triplet, who was born a micropremie, I don't know what that means, and had a number of medical problems, died during a nap in 2007. I don't mean to laugh. Yikes. I mean, that's, that's a little bit odd. You're, you're, a, you're a little boy at the beginning of your life. You're, you're, you're probably healthy as a bullet. And you die during a nap? Yeesh. I mean, I, I, I picture old guys uh, shoveling the driveway or cutting down a tree and dying of a heart attack or a stroke, but 
A bouncy little boy lays down for a nap and goodbye. That's sad. I don't I don't know what I guess it has something to do with his micropremie condition. I don't even want to look that up. Micropremie. It sounds like one of those specialty beers, doesn't it? Yeah, bartender, give me a couple of micropremies, please. Huh? Oh, they died? Okay. Well then forget it. Give me a bud. I don't know. Not 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 to make fun of a, a dead little kid, but just some odd odd circumstances here. So the surviving siblings uh, participated in the ritual and were upset by the thefts. Each incident that happened caused anger and then depression at the thought of not being able to put something on the grave of the of the of the dead child without someone taking it. The mother said. The mother plans to attend the lady's next court date and said that if she could speak to her, quote, I would just ask her why and tell her a little more about my son and what she's doing to us and to his brother and sister. Well, that would be kind of cool. You know, that that's the way it should be. People should be able to go up and confront people and express to them the hurt and the pain that they're causing. Because I think a lot of people don't factor that in when they when they commit crimes, when they when they steal, when they when they uh, abuse the system, they hurt other people. I, uh, they don't really realize. Well, maybe they do, and they get off on it. But maybe a lot of the times they don't realize how deeply they're affecting another human being until they're com- confronted face-to-face with that human being. Remember that old saying, do unto others as thou would have done unto thyself? Try and live by that, man. And uh, d- you know, don't, don't, don't uh, if, if you're all like, oh, that's religious, that's like, isn't that one of the Ten Commandments? Forget, I don't care what it is. I don't care if Satan wrote that, okay? That's a good motto to live by. Do unto others as thou would have done unto thyself. Why do stuff to other people that you would never want done to you? That's not hard. You, maybe you should. everyone should wake up every day and just recite that. Instead of the Lord's Prayer or singing the National Anthem, just get that. Everyone should have it tattooed on their back of their hand. I bet the world would be a much better place. So anyways, they caught this uh, this chubby grave robber. And uh, hopefully now this little uh, micropreny can rest in peace and this family can start putting little presents back on the grave and everyone can get on with their life except for the, you know, the micropreny. He can't get on with his life, but he, he can at least look down from heaven and see a, a duck on his grave. Maybe he's, he can look down for him. maybe maybe he's napping in heaven and that's probably not good because you don't want to nap and die in heaven. Okay, enough, 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 enough. And by the way, uh, again, I think the the big thing that came out of this story is we learned that if you ever run out of dog food at the house, uh, just take uh, Pepper or Skippy out for a walk. And let them off leash in the graveyard, man. It won't take them long to dig up some very, very delicious bones. So there you go. Uh, that's our wacky, wacky news story for today. Um, Raj, let's move on, man. 
Okay, you want to do letters? Yeah. You got the you got the mailbox. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's read some uh, some letters from the pavement pounders. Okay, here we go. Good call, Rod. It's a good idea. Uh, let's go to our uh, our mailbox. These are uh, actual real letters from you guys, you listeners, you pavement pounders who listen to the show. Let's uh, let's dip into the letters here. Uh, what do we got? This is from Brian. Uh, he says liquid nitrogen. Ah, okay. So he says glad to hear. That you're okay and you're doing fine. Love the show. You rock, dude. We'll see you when you visit San Diego again. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Brian. Um, I was talking the other day about uh, going and getting like a, my body checked at a dermatologist, you know, to check for uh, anything. You know, uh, walnuts, coconuts, cancers, lemon meringue pies, welts onion rings, whatever grows on your skin. And um, I was talking about how they, they, they get this canister of whatever it is, and they they kind of zap your little, little uh, dry patches on your skin or anything that looks suspicious. And I couldn't remember what was in this canister, and it's liquid nitrogen. And they zap you, and it dries up anything that looks like it could be suspicious, and it just, like... Two days later, it just falls off like a greasy scab. I know. I don't like talking about this stuff, but um, the whole point of the thing was to try and get you pavement pounders to go in and see a dermatologist just to make sure there's nothing hidden on your body. Sometimes these little uh, cancer things or precancerous things uh, could be obvious little uh, bumps or lumps on your on your epidermis. Hey, man, your epidermis is showing. <laughs> um, <laughs> remember that one when you were a kid? Uh, so anyways, if you get the chance, go in and see a dermatologist and just get a get a quick drive-by. It takes like 10 minutes. They look over your body, make sure there's nothing there that can ultimately kill you. Is that a bad thing that I want you guys to live? <laughs> How many podcast hosts urge their listeners to live? I'm urging you to live. <sighs> All right, let's move on to another letter here. Here we go. This is from Jesse from Alaska. Ooh, Alaska. God, I wonder if winter's over up there, if it ever ends. Uh, here we go. Jesse from Alaska asks, Hi, Harlan. In your new intro on the Harlan Highway right after, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines, somebody says, blank thing to say and it's driving me nuts trying to figure out what that line is can you please tell me thanks chicken chow mein baby oh my gosh all right so that line comes from um from uh, a a comedy movie it's called bruno and it was done by the same guy that did uh you know that uh, it's a sexy time, and the line is uh, that is such a Samantha thing to say. And basically, uh, Bruno plays this gay like fashion guy, and uh, he goes out into the bushes, 
and goes camping with a bunch of rednecks down in the southern United States. And they're all sitting around the fire. And Bruno asks uh, each and every one of them which member of the girls from Sex in the City they are. And, uh, you know, they get really mad. These are real guys. And uh, one of them, one of them, Donnie, says, I'm not, I'm not any of them. And then Bruno says, that is such a Samantha thing to say. It's hilarious. If you've never seen the movie uh, Bruno, it's, uh, it's hilarious. It's, it's outrageous, and uh, it's a really uh, funny moment in the movie. So there you go. Sorry that it drove you nuts. And uh, now you have the answer uh, that uh, you are looking for. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Uh, let's keep going here, Raj. Let's see. What do we have? Here we go. This is from Darcy. Darcy says, hey, Harlan, just found your podcast. Genius. Oh, well, thank you, Darcy. Who, who's the genius, me or you? It sounds like you're the genius for finding... Hey, Harlan, just found your podcast genius. I, I think you, you're the genius for finding it. I'm I'm no genius. Just ask uh, anybody that knows me. I ain't no genius. Uh, you go on to say, have eaten out of, a, out of garbage on quite a few occasions. Okay, I did a podcast a few weeks ago asking people if they've ever eaten picked food out of a garbage can or out of the garbage. And quite a few people surprisingly uh, called in, which I'm glad about because I didn't want to be the only loser that did it. So Darcy goes on to say, uh, have eaten out of the garbage. The trick is spray Windex on the chocolate, cake, chocolate bar, cookies as you're throwing it out. Usually end up taking a few more bites before spraying it. Knowing no buybacks, LOL. My brother and his girlfriend... Figured out the Windex thing works great. Or flush, I flush what I'm not supposed to be eating now. Respect. Wait a minute. Darcy, I'm a little confused. What You throw food in the garbage, spray it with Windex, and then take it out and eat it again? I'm I'm not sure what what you're saying, but listen, there's a lot of steps to eating food out of the garbage uh one is it's dirty just to eat it out of the garbage and two is you're not doing yourself any uh service by spraying toxic window cleaner on the garbage food i'm not sure what the what the windex accomplishes except slowly poisoning yourself Wow. So uh, for all of you who like to eat food out of the garbage, please don't spray it with household chemicals. Yeah, I'm going to eat this omelet I found in the garbage, but if someone could just spray some pledge on it first. Yeah, I want it to be sparkly clean and have a hint of lemon. Uh, let's move on. That that one scared me a little bit. Don't Don't eat window cleaner, okay? Some of you pavement pounders. A little odd. Uh, Brendan Thibodeau. That's a cool name. I wonder if that's French-Canadian. I don't know. Thibodeau. Uh, He says to me here in the uh, Harland Highway mailbag, Awesome comedian, bro. Thank you, buddy. My favorite movie you played is Rocket Man. Best wishes to you 
and your success. Well, isn't that nice? Thank you so much. I got to tell you, man, I know I've talked about this before, but um, boy, oh boy, Rocket Man just still resonates with uh, with folks out there. That, that movie just uh, is one of those movies that just kind of has stood the uh, test of time, which I'm so happy about. If you've never seen it, uh, I would love you to get your hands on it. think you'd like it. Anyways, let's keep going here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Harland, the stand-up was killer. Okay, he's talking about uh, a few shows back. I played some live stand-up where I work out my material. I, I goof around with the crowd. So he goes, the stand-up was killer. I can help a little. The knock-knock joke was a great idea, but the audience was telepathed the punchline. I don't think you mean telepathed. I think you mean telegraphed. <laughs> if if it was telepath, I could just walk out on stage and not have to open my mouth, which would be quite the stand-up show. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Harlan Williams. Yay, he's great. Um, so the, the audience was telepath the punchline. Here's a better punch, and you can use it. Okay, so before I tell you his punchline, let me tell you what the joke was. I was talking about the joke was uh, saying that laughter is the best medicine. And I was like, uh, can you imagine if doctors lived by that rule and you went into the hospital and the doctor came out and, uh, you know, using laughter as the guidelines said to the guy, hey, Mr. Smith, um, knock, knock. Who's there? You're a, you're a who? You're going to be dead in three weeks. You've got a brain tumor. Um, so, so Bob's telepathic version was knock, knock. Who's there? Not you in a week because you'll be dead. And then Bob says it's quicker to the punch. Love you, Bob Turner. Well, you know what, Bob? You, you know what? I'm not going to criticize because you might be right there. I think Bob actually uh, does have a, uh, a legitimate uh, cause there. And I don't know why you wrote to me, Bob, because you could have just telepathically sent this letter to me. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to write. But, yes, I, I, uh, I will take your suggestion to heart. And uh, I might even try that one up on stage and see what happens. Good, good call, Bob Turner. Thank you. Oh. <sighs> See, now I got you guys writing my material for me, but that's okay. I, I can live with that. It's like a freebie for me. It's like a free, I just got a free joke from a pavement pounder. I'll, I'll take it. I will take it, damn it. Um, let's see, here's another letter. Uh, this is from, who is this from? This is from Giosi. It's a cool name too, Giosi. Hello, my name is Giosi. Can I make you a pastrami sandwich? Uh, Giosi says, Hi, Harlan. I am a fan from Montreal and loving your podcast, especially Aunt Ruthie. Oh, thank you, little angel. We listen religiously, LOL. Thank you. You obviously didn't hear my episode about LOL, where I said we got to stop using LOL. But maybe you just put that in there because you did hear it. Hmm. Interesting. Good little... Good little subtle uh, burn on me, G.O.C. 
unless you didn't do it for that reason, and then I got to say, stop doing it, LOL. Uh, Giosi goes on to say, love seeing you in Montreal for the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Hope you come back to the city soon. I hope so, too. I love it out there. Montreal, great city. They have an incredible comedy festival every summer. If you haven't been to it, you should go. It's unbelievable. Um, Josie says, my sister makes some wonderful family crests, and we wanted to know where Williams originates. Is it Welsh, German, or Scottish? Well, I believe Williams is Welsh, but I know that my dad's side of the family has a touch of German in there as well. So I think I think Welsh, for starters, and German, and I think a little Swedish or something in there, too. So, uh, interesting. Um, Yoshi says, would love to send you the gift once you confirm the right descendant. Hmm. Well, I just might follow up on this. Uh, congrats on season two of Package Deal, which is uh, my Canadian sitcom. Sorry, America. Hopefully you get it down there soon. Look forward to the new episodes. Well, thank you, Giosi. Very, uh, very cool letter. I, I never really thought about uh, my family crest before. Uh, that's uh, that's an interesting topic on itself. I wonder what it, mine would look like. Like most peoples have like lions and unicorns and knights with spears. Mine would probably be like a guy with no chin and an ostrich or something crazy. Some guy holding a cheeseburger at the drive-thru and, uh, you know, skipping in leotards or something. I, I can't imagine my family crest is uh, is all that, uh, you know, decadent. Uh, all right, Roger, why don't, why don't we do one, uh, one two more letters and uh, then we're out of here, okay? All right, here we go. Let's see. Who do we got? Sean McAnoy. Sean, now there's a Scottish crest if I ever heard one. Sean McAnoy. Hey, Harlan. Guy Fries makes me cries. He was just so upsetting. The movie E.T. always gets me at the end. Love your work. Brilliant stuff. Truly, Sean McAnoy. Toronto, that's my hometown. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate it, buddy. I think uh, Sean's referring to Guy Fries. I had a, I had an expert on um, a few weeks ago that was uh, talking about uh, what happened to the Malaysian airliner that went missing. This guy was an aeronautics expert, and he came on, and uh, his name was Guy Fries, and he kind of told us that what happened with the Malaysian airliner is it dipped too low over the ocean and some dolphins that were jumping up in the air got sucked into the engine and it brought the jet down. And uh, I think you're referring to crying at E.T. as I also did a podcast asking you guys and girls out there, what makes you cry as adults? Is there anything that makes you cry as adults? And uh, and Sean shared with us here that uh, it looks like E.T., the ending of E.T. gets them. Well, thank you for being honest, Sean. I, I think that's a good one. I think everybody chokes up at the end of E.T. Unless you're not a fan of big bubble-faced freaks with glowing fingers and you're happy the thing dies. Um, and then lastly, our last letter, why don't we uh, Why don't we end on our friend Veronica? Veronica uh, always kind of... Uh, 
you know, she's she's like the official spell checker for the Harland Highway. She's she's always correcting me because I do make many many mistakes here on the highway. Um, and uh, I love it. I love it that she's looking out for me. So let's see what she has to say today. From Veronica, hey, Harlan, I remember Highway to Heaven, and there was one episode where I cried. Oh, okay, here's some more responses to the crying uh, question I asked. She goes, it was the episode that had something to do with pollution. Michael Landon was dressed up like a seagull or something. He was covered in oil, LOL. Again, I'm not sure if she's doing that or that's a tip of the hat to my LOL podcast. So now whenever I see an oil spill with the birds covered in oil, I always think of that. Also, when little baby gophers get run over, it makes me cry, especially when they're half alive and they're trying to get back to their little homes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Veronica. All right. Well, yes. Who wouldn't cry at Michael Landon dressed as a seagull covered in oil? And then, yes, those little baby gophers getting run over, and they're half alive. Oh, my God, what a visual. Just baby gopher crawling across the road with its front paws, that the, the, the lower half of its body completely flat, its back legs unable to move, and it's just pulling its dead stump across the road. That That, that is sad, and now, now I'm... I'm going to cry. Poor little half gophers. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sad. All right. I'm going out on some tears here. Let the, Rod, let's close up the mailbag. Some great letters. Thank you, everybody, for uh, writing in. You can write in at harlowilliams.com. And I uh, love hearing from you guys. Some hilarious letters, some great questions, some great comments, some nice compliments. Thank you, one and all. Uh, I think that's a great place to cl- to close up the show, too. Right, Raj? All right, play the music, and let's get out of here. Another letter from our listeners all right, good stuff. Again, thank you for your letters. Love hearing from you guys. Also, if you want to phone in and leave a, a voicemail, you're welcome to do that. If you go to uh, harlowilliams.com, the phone number for the uh, voice machine is right there on the homepage at harlowilliams.com. Or if you just feel more comfortable writing me, you can do that at harlowilliams.com, as I said. You can also check out uh, my web store while you're there if you want to buy some merch. Or you want to see my stand-up comedy tour schedule, it's all there. Or you can even join my YouTube channel for free. No no strings attached, just whenever I put up a wacky video, you're the first to see it. Um, you can also join my Twitter page, the, the Facebook page, all that uh, digital media stuff that we all love. Uh, so that's it, gang. Uh, thanks for, uh, for being here on the show. Uh, we will catch you on the next one. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.